Welcome to The Pasho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on all the things in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho. Today we're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson's rule number eight, tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Now the way I like to start this off with my classroom is setting up a scenario with my students of a man and a woman, married, sitting at a breakfast table, woman is drinking her coffee, the man is clipping his toenails. And one after another, ping, 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 the toenails go off her forehead and into the coffee. And right there, the woman has a choice. She can either be honest and tell the truth and tell him that she doesn't like that and she will no longer tolerate that, And if he wants to stay in her life and have this relationship work out, he's going to have to figure something out, but he can no longer do that at the table. Now, if she were to say something like that, although I'm sure in a much more delicate way, much much more sensitive than I would have approached it, uh, he's still going to have his feelings hurt. Because at the end of the day, you were calling him out and you were telling him that what you do typically is a nuisance to me. And I don't like it. And I've just realized that this is something I do not enjoy about you. And as a proud man, as I imagine this man to be, he gets up from the table, quiet, and leaves. And in his room, throws a little tantrum. How dare she say such things to me? But then he also starts to come to the realization that, um, yeah, that is pretty gross. And uh, who does that? And at the end, maybe she's right. Maybe I could cut my toenails in the bathroom. Why do I need to do it at the breakfast table? I don't. So if I want to keep this woman in my life, I'm going to stop cutting my toenails at the breakfast table to appease my lady. And he comes back, tail between his legs, but he sits down. And he tells her, yes, dear. And what happens from there? Well, what happens from there is they get to sit at the breakfast table for the rest of their lives together where she doesn't have to worry about getting toenails pinged off of her forehead and dropping into her coffee. And he doesn't have to worry about her leaving him and being left in pain to wonder, why did she leave me? Because that's what's going to happen in the other scenario. If she's not honest with him, if she doesn't tell him what she wants, he doesn't know. And two weeks later or a month, I mean, I don't know how fast this guy's toenails grow, but he's going to do it again. Because you haven't told him that you don't like it. And you should. Because what you want in a relationship also matters. And the irony is, is she's not going to tell him because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings, which I, as I have admitted, is going to absolutely happen. But it was over in an hour, if even that long. I mean, the guy's really stubborn if it's going an hour. 
Either that or really dumb to figure out that, yeah, maybe cutting your toenails and pinging it off your girlfriend or your wife's forehead and dropping it into her coffee is not the best way to attract a woman and to sustain a relationship. But she's going to then hurt him for the rest of his life. And it's just going to be like an explosion. She's going to be like, I can't take it. This is enough. Slams the door, never comes back, maybe even throws the ring at him. And now he's got the rest of his life wondering, what in the world happened? See, that's what I get from rule number eight. Tell the truth. If you want something, say it. Stop beating around the bush. If you want sushi, when I ask you what do you want for dinner, babe, say sushi. Don't tell me whatever you want. When I see your face bright red, steam shooting out of your ears, and I look at you and I ask you, honey, is everything okay? Don't tell me everything is fine. Tell me what's on your mind. See, and you know that's true because it rhymes. I think really most of our relationships that end in divorce in our country are because of a lack of communication. It is important to ask for what you want, to be honest with what you want and what you think you deserve. It is, after all, your partner that, I mean, the intended plan is to be together till death do us part. And you're hardly going to get there keeping things bottled up to the point where they explode, to where you really do reach that limit where you can't and will refuse to take any more. You know, I think our society would benefit if we would be more honest. I don't remember who said it, but the quote, all evil needs to exist in the world is for good people to do nothing I think goes hand in hand with this rule as well. Lies and deceit and delusion will continue to thrive in our society until strong, courageous people with actual virtue and morals will stand up for the truth. We need more parents standing up for their children against all this madness that's happening in our systems right now. I mean, I'm in the field, and I certainly don't preach any of that trash to my students. I teach quite opposite of all of that stuff, that they can use education as a tool to thrive and that there is nothing that can stop them. If you are the best at that, what does your gender or your color or anything else have to do with it? You work hard. You walk hard. (laughs) That's a funny movie. And so, yeah. Jordan Peterson, you know, says that lies, lies corrupt our life. If we allow these lies, if we allow these delusions, it doesn't end there. Lies connect to everything. You know, he's got a great analogy where he says it's like a, a drop of sewage being dropped into a magnum-sized glass of the finest champagne. It's going to taint it. And I certainly would not want to drink of it. It sounds disgusting to me. 
You know, so we have to speak up for the truth. We have to fight for the truth. Because that's all evil needs. That's all lies need. Is for good, strong, and moral people to remain silent. Also in the chapter, he talks about the fact that lying weakens our character. We can't become better if we are not being honest, especially with ourselves. If you keep telling yourself, I'm happy in this relationship, and you know the relationship is abusive, You're not being honest. And if you're not being honest about the status of that relationship, you're not going to do anything to correct it, to fix it, or to leave it behind. You have to start with the truth. You can't fix a delusion. It's not real. You have to work at with what is present, with what is real that you can control. You need to develop your character and your ability, not your status and power. I really like that quote, too, from the chapter. You know? And so what do we do? How do we use rule number six to improve our life? Well, this is where Jordan Peterson really starts emphasizing on the idea of an aim. You know, going off of last week's talk about meaning and purpose, you know, being honest with yourself allows you to choose the direction that you want to walk in. Because if you think about it, life is 360 degrees. You could really take your first step in any direction. But if you don't know where you want to go, you don't know which step to take. And so you're lost. And if you're not going to be honest with the fact that you feel lost, then you're not going to do anything to correct it. If you're going to accept lies and delusions, then you're also going to accept the fact that there is no hope for you to correct it. Because it's not even, it doesn't even exist. You can't fix something that doesn't exist. So you have to deal with what's at hand. You got to be honest, like last week. You can't blame society. You can't blame patriarchy crap anything. You can't blame garbage systemic anything. You got to take a look in the mirror and you got to start accepting responsibility. And the first thing you can do to start heading towards that better version of you is to choose which direction you want to go. And by having an aim as well, it also allows us to measure how close we have come to this goal that we have. You know, going along with the rule of uh, don't compare yourself to someone else, but compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I know I have that totally backwards, but I'm not going to edit it. So anyway, we're moving forward. Um, You know, you can measure how close to that aim, to that goal, to that target you were. So yesterday I didn't start. You know, yesterday I just found out about this field. Today I read about it. I looked at maybe some books that I might check out, right? And that that brings you one step closer. And then the next day, you know, check out those books. And then, you know, I'm not you know necessarily saying it always has to be like on a daily thing, but, you know, you shoot little goals like that. And you start moving in a direction that I think will be satisfying. And when you know where you're going and you know the steps that you're taking, 
you know, one of the benefits is that it's going to reduce your anxiety. Remember, the book is 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos, and chaos is all of the unknown, the things that cause stress and anxiety. And if you do make order and sense out of the chaos, if you walk the Taoist line, the one that separates the white from the black and a yin-yang symbol, then you can measure how close you're getting. And you can see how little there is left to go once you start really getting momentum going. You know, it starts off like in learning a new instrument of 10 minutes a day becomes half an hour, becomes an hour, you know, and then you're playing all the time. And so it's the same thing in life, but you have to be honest. What do I want? And you have to be honest. What am I? And falling into delusion is an easy trap. Again, it's shirking off responsibility. It's not my fault. But who else's fault is it? Be honest that maybe what you are believing and accepting is the easy way out. And instead of taking the easy way out, you should follow Jordan Peterson's advice and simply tell the truth. Because that's where real change can begin. You know, little lies, and that's how everything starts. If you really look at all the problems that we have in our society right now, it all started small. Well, we just want a little bit. Well, we just want it for ourselves and watch how now it's growing and tainting our children as targets. You give an inch, they take a foot. I mean, that adage has been around for a long time and for a reason. You know, which again goes with the truth, you know, accepting the ne- the knowledge of the sages, of the elders, of your past generations who have made it to this point, who have survived, who still have, you know, their children and stability and, you know, their finances settled. Who better to learn from than our past generations? I mean, again, it stresses the importance of family. Family passes on the best knowledge to the next generations. You know, I remember reading a book by Justin Gardner called Sophie's World, where one of the philosophers, I don't remember who it was, but, you know, life is, uh, your life is like a boat going down a stream. And it is our job from generation to generation to pick up the artifacts that our forefathers left on the beach and pass the best bits on to our children who will then navigate their ship and collect our best pieces and pass that on to our children. And, you know, hopefully there's a collection of everybody, you know, a plethora of every generation of every ancestor to arm our children, to prepare them for the world. We have survived. We can tell you how it is and how to, you know, you can't escape it, but how to bear it how to move beyond it, and hopefully, in more cases than not, how to actually solve the problem. But it all starts again with the truth. And I can give you a huge homily about Christ and how he is the truth, and you know I love my father. But I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like 
uh, leave a review. That would be the best way for us to start this uh, communication and back and forth. Tell me what you would like to hear. What subjects would you like me to talk about? I don't always have to go in chronological order, as you already know. If somebody gives me a really good subject to go off of, I would love to share with you my perspective on that, and uh, we'll make an episode of it. All right, so, uh, and then share. As always, the best way to flatter me and to help out and support this podcast is to share it with as many people as possible. Um, you can always go to Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash the Pacho Perspective and become one of Pacho's Chachos. Pacho's Chachos for life. Until next week, I'll see you later.